Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Polling Place 2021. This is news editor Grace Kinnicott, and we had news reporter John Murray sit down with the mayoral candidates of Bloomington and in Normal, asking them why they are running for mayor and why voters should vote for them. Enjoy. Back in 2017, Mark Tiratilli lost in his bid for normal mayor by just 11 votes. He lost the mayoral election to the incumbent Chris Coos. Four years later, it's a rematch, and today I'm joined by candidate Tiratilli. Sir, thank you for being with us today. First off, tell me why you're running again and why you still believe you're the best choice for mayor. Sure. I'm running because we need to change our priorities in normal. We've been focused for too long on Uptown. We spend more in interest on the debt for Uptown than we do on our roads on a yearly basis, and I find that unacceptable. And we've seen the result. Roads have been deteriorating all over town. It's going to take far more of an investment in our infrastructure than the current mayor is willing to do. It's gotten to the point where talking hasn't worked. He's shown year after year after year for 18 years that this is how he's going to run things. And a lot of people in town feel that the focus needs to be on the residents and what their needs are. We've got residents that are getting brown water out of their old water mains. We're driving on roads that are full of potholes. These people are saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm here taking care of my end. I'm paying my taxes, and this is what I get in return. No, we need something different. In regards to the pandemic specifically, there are many people, as well as many small business owners in this town, who are still going to need help from the mayor, whether that turns out to be you or your opponents. So if you're elected mayor, what will you do and how will you help any and everyone who may need it? There's a couple of ways to do that. So there is some financial help available. They've been able to distribute some money through community block grants, and the town is receiving more money from the federal government to be used in that regard. Absolutely, it should be distributed to, to struggling businesses. But I think in a broader sense, we need to change the way that we're running our government. We are still under an emergency order, giving the mayor the power to unilaterally make decisions. Those powers were intended to last about 48 hours, and he's had them for over a year. And what that's done is caused uncertainty in the community. He said at one point, you know, if there are any complaints about businesses, we'll just refer them to the health department. And then he turns around and says, hey, you're out of line and we're issuing you a fine. And so the business community is like, well, wait a minute. You know, you told us one thing, you're doing another. And one thing that just kills business is uncertainty. So the government's responsibility is to provide a strong foundation and clear direction. And by having these capricious emergency powers, we don't have that. So I think that has been very unsettling. We've seen it at ISU in particular, where he decided last August that he was going to just close down the campus area much harder than the rest of the community. So now we're getting into issues of equal treatment, discrimination. And again, all it does is make a bad situation worse because it creates aggravation in the community and uncertainty for the businesses. So I think we need government to provide much greater stability. And that's one of the other things that we can do. What do you see as the town of Normal's biggest challenge and most important issue that it faces in 2021 and beyond? I know you and your opponent disagree a bit on this. So I think the biggest problem, you asked about what's the biggest priority, and to me it's the priorities that I've listed. We've got to pay down our debt, we've got to invest in our infrastructure, and we've got to bring better representation to the community. 
And it's that last one that I think really hinges on our biggest problem, which is division. We've got this attitude of sort of winner take all, you know, our side won, so we're going to drive it all our way. And we're not really giving consideration to the community at large. We see that from the mayor's own campaign. You know, he's been trying to pair me with Trump, who I have nothing to do with. But the bigger issue is there's a lot of people in this community that did vote for Trump. They're still residents here. They deserve equal representation. They're still our friends and our neighbors. And we can't ostracize parts of the community based on political ideology. We are all members of this community. And I think that's what's been lost. And that's what's really hurting us. Because we have a lot of people that feel like their voices aren't being heard. There's a lot of people that wanted to preserve the mural, that wanted to preserve the buildings in Uptown, and the Trail East project is going to knock them down. There were a lot of residents that had issues with the location of the firehouse out in Blackstone Trails. Saying, hey, you know, could you at least put it on a different one of the four corners? There's people in one normal plaza saying, please don't bring a brewery in right next to the school and the uh, daycare facilities. So those people, when they try and speak up, they're told, you know, you can't come to this meeting or the mayor has been cited twice for shutting down public comment. And it's just led to a lot of division. We really need to heal from that because, like I said, with the uh, COVID problem, those sorts of things really make bad situations worse. And so I want to bring in better representation. No matter who wins this election, about half the community wants it the other way, and there's still residents. There's still people in this community who need to have their concerns listened to and dealt with in a proper fashion. And I think I'm a better person to do that than the current mayor. You touched on it a little bit, how to best help the community at large in its economic recovery from the COVID pandemic. You and Mayor Coos actually agree a bit on how to use the allocated funds given to you by the federal government. If you could explain the way you are different on this issue from your opponent and why you think that your way is the most prudent way. I have an easy answer to the second part is that we've tried it Mayor Coos's way for 18 years and we have the practical result in front of us. We can see the deterioration in the roads. And we can see the funding levels that basically underscore where his priorities are at. We've seen the pensions fall from being virtually completely funded to now being $95 million short. Uh, we can see that he's willing to just finance loans with interest only when he had an opportunity to pay them off. So on the flip side of that, how would we differentiate that? So, yes, we agree that we can take some of that federal relief money and use it in these areas. But... I have a consistent record of saying, you need to give these things greater attention. We need to take some of that money, and we need to invest it in our roads, more than the mayor has been willing to do. He laid out his plan for the next five years with the capital investment program in December, and it actually spends less in the outgoing years than in this year. So he's not going to be increasing the amount of money in the roads. We can look at the pension funding, and his own strategy has been property taxes only. This past year, they actually cut their funding percentage put in less than they had in the past, and we've seen the drop year after year in pensions. So I'm going, okay, I'm going to commit some of that money to the pensions. I've told them for years, you have to use more than just property taxes or it's not going to work, and he hasn't done that. I'm willing to. And then the area where we do agree is, yes, some of that money also needs to go into the community to help businesses. So we have agreement on that, but we disagree on where other parts of that money would be used. You've talked already about your philosophy on how to manage the town's debts. You can elaborate on that more if you can, but I will specifically ask, how should members of the community expect your way of handling the debt, should you get elected, 
how can they expect your approach to debt management to affect them and their own lives? So it's going to be manifested in basically having a lower bottom line for the government, which eventually translates into lower taxes, lower fees, and getting out of debt sooner. That's what they're going to see. It's doable because this last bond issue is a perfect example. We borrowed $1.8 million. We owed $2.4 million in interest. Okay, so we're going to pay more in interest than we originally borrowed. They could have refinanced it or uh, paid it off because we had a $6 million surplus. We would have had plenty left in the reserves. We could pay ourselves back. And in less time than 2038, we would have paid back the reserves, had more money in the bank, paid off the bond, and saved $2 million. Okay, so you do that over and over on the other five bonds that are interest only. Those are some significant savings. Imagine what can be done in this community with tens of millions of dollars, a couple million dollars a year. That's about all we're spending on resurfacing our roads is $1.7 million a year. So they're going to see it in the things I just mentioned, and then they're going to see the result in terms of improved infrastructure as we invest that money in different areas. So circling back to the issue of political division in town, you see it as priority number one. What's your take? What's your view on how that gap can be bridged? And if you're elected, what will your approach be? What will you specifically do to lower the temperature and address that issue? So the first thing is we need to make our public comment policy more open. The mayor has been cited twice by the Illinois Attorney General for violating the Open Meetings Act. And a couple of years ago, we had the most restrictive policy in the state. If he came and spoke, he had to wait 45 days before he could address the council again. There's been a pattern of shutting down dissenting opinion, whether it's coming from public comment, whether it's coming from members of the council who are elected to represent that dissenting opinion. That attitude starts from the top. So as mayor, I have a lived experience as an educator of listening to everybody, of bringing all of those voices to the table. As a problem solver in industry with a lot on the line and things happening in real time, you have to draw from a variety of inputs and make a decision going forward. In a practical sense, like I said, we start with the public comment policy. We open that up. We allow people to speak. We allow them to have dialogue. Right now, we don't. They just say their piece and have to sit down. And many people are asking for a response back. And I see no reason why we can't respond to a person if that's what they want. That's what they're there for, is to talk to their elected officials. So right away, you set the tone by making it far more welcoming and open and encouraging people to come in and participate in the process. We've got a wonderfully diverse community, and we should be engaging those people more directly. Secondly, reach out to particular groups of special interests and to the public in general when we have major decisions. Right now, a lot of their public sessions are by invitation only. So it's public, but only the invited public, and I want to open that up. So at the end of the day, why should voters in Normal count on you to be the right person at the right time to steer the ship out of the storm, if you will, to guide the town out of this very difficult and turbulent time? It's a big job for whoever wins this election. Why are you the right choice for the job? So the reason I'm the right person for that is because I can bridge the gap in terms of division and frustration. The mayor's actions have actually exacerbated the problems that we've had. It caused unrest. They've helped fuel the fire, whether it was the business community with the shutdowns on businesses and the fines that he imposed, whether it was the restrictions on campus that proved to be ineffective. Those things, we have a track record now looking back, have very little effect on COVID directly. What you need to do is promote unity within the community 
let people do what they know is best for themselves. So I'm the person who can lead us forward in that regard, which is ultimately a matter of healing and restoration. The pandemic is going to take its own course, more or less independent of what we're trying to do at the governmental level. The things that are really controlled at the government level are outside the town's purview. We're talking about the county health department, the federal government, and the money and the vaccines that they're supplying. Those things are critical. They're happening, and there's very little that happens at the town level in that regard. We're responsible for making sure we have a climate that promotes cooperation and unity and stability, and I think the mayor has a poor track record in that regard. And for our final question, Mr. Tiratilli, I want you to imagine you're speaking to all the voters of the town of Normal. What do you want your final message to be to them ahead of Election Day? What do you say to the people who may still be undecided or aren't sure if you're the right choice for mayor? What message do you want to leave them with? I'd say, first of all, make sure you get out and vote. Last election was very close, only 11 votes, and it's important. It's the most important to your daily life. Go watch a debate. There's three debates out there they can take a look at and see the comparisons for themselves. And in those debates, you'll see that we've got a mayor who has a record of high spending, high debt, high taxes, focus on uptown but neglecting the other areas of the community where residents live their daily lives. I'm running to represent the everyday people in this community who have been upset with things that they see but have been deliberately pushed to the side. I'm here to represent their voice and bring balance back to the council. It's been one-sided for far too long, and that's unhealthy, no matter which direction it goes. I'm not looking to pendulum swing the other way. I want to bring true balance and diversity. I want to bring all of those deliberations out into the public arena. A lot of the decisions are made in advance before they get to the actual council meeting. We need to have more of those deliberations in the public eye so that when a decision is made, people can look and see, you know what? What I was thinking, somebody said that. My voice was represented. I understand the decision, even though I might not agree with it. At least I was part of the process. That's what's missing. That's what we need. And that's what I bring going forward. Mr. Tiratilli, thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk with us today. All right. You're welcome. Take care. That was candidate Mark Tiratilli running for mayor of the town of Normal. I'm John Murray. For complete election coverage, go online to our website at vedetteonline.com. 